Welcome to Food Friends. I'm Carrie. And I'm Sonia. We met in Los Angeles over 15 years ago as private chefs and haven't stopped talking about food since. We created Food Friends to share our stories and recipes with each other and you. We're so glad you're here. Hi, it's Sonia. And it's no secret that Carrie and I love pizza. And this week, we're sitting down and taking a trip down memory lane. We're talking about what makes a great pie, the best slices we ever had, and how we make pizza at home. As always, we both learn more about each other, and we learn a lot of new ways to think about our favorite food. We definitely left this conversation with a big pizza craving. And before we start the show, we want to thank all of our new listeners. We're always so excited to see where you all are tuning in from, and we love hearing from you. If you have any home cooking questions or just want to get in touch, drop us a line at foodfriendspod at gmail.com or dm us on instagram at foodfriendspod thanks and tune in for more hi sonia hi carrie i'm really excited to see you today because we're talking about truly both of our number one favorite foods something we love more than anything. And I think sometimes like people think if you're a quote unquote chef or like food professional that your favorite food is like caviar and foie gras. And and as you know, that's not true for either of us because we both really love pizza. We love pizza so much. I think we, I love this idea of us talking in February, this month that is about love and connection. And you can talk about all the different versions of romantic love and friendship love. We really share a connection about pizza. Can we like just start with those incredible slices that you and I would get? Like I would just have these memories of my neighborhood spot. Yeah, your neighborhood spot. We would be in your little kitchen in the yellow bungalow. You used to live in a yellow bungalow and we would be prepping for a catering gig and we'd be like, we need to take a lunch break. Take a break and let's walk over and to my, it's like my little local spot. And it's, I'm so glad you brought that one up because like, I think we have to talk about all the different versions of pizza, but that spot in particular, you have to eat there. Sitting there. I had taken out from that place and I didn't like it as much. So let's describe this slice that we used One of the things about the slice that's so good and unique and I, some people are not going to like this, but yeah, it I'm had sure. that. I already, you already know that some people yes. are not going to like this. Yes, it's it has, controversial. It's controversial. Yes. It has the cornmeal on the crust. It has like, the cornmeal on the crust, and the crust is super crackery thin. And so yeah. I think I would, as a as a chef, like someone who understands food how it works, like I would never take this chance on this kind of pizza. If you have a crackery thin crust, I think you put like nothing on it but cheese and sauce, right? Like yeah. you it really and. And the slice that I loved the most at this place was the veggie slice, which was chock full of vegetables. And I'm usually like kind of a pizza purist, like to yes. be honest, like yes, I want do. a classic cheese. Like I just love a cheese pizza. Maybe a little bit of basil on it for like a margarita. Sure. Yes. I'll take a margarita. Yes. I'll take a yes. New York cheese and I don't need much more. Like that's my dream. Yes. But so that slice this, with this a million, place. like yeah. with the peppers and the mushroom and the other thing. Yeah, it was. So it was eggplant, zucchini. I would never put zucchini on a pizza, but for some no. reason, this one worked. Eggplant, zucchini, um, roasted red peppers, and I don't think there was mushroom. Really? Okay. I, I have a memory I don't of know. mushroom. There were whole cloves of garlic, roasty cloves of garlic that were really – so I think they cooked all the vegetables and then they put it on the pizza. They definitely cooked the vegetables before. And the other thing, to my recollection, was that the vegetables were cut quite small. No, but they were like – they still had were a bite. So it yeah. was like a small bite and they were all – 
all piled on there and they kind of like fall off a little bit. The other thing that I love about that place, one is they had like a spicy oil that you could just drizzle on there. And then they had those containers of like Parmesan cheese that's like maybe Parmesan, maybe not. It's like whatever the pizza topping. It's like actually like wood shavings, I think someone said. It's like I, <laughs> I love that. And so I, I have a memory always, of you like pouring the I take the I unscrew yes. the top so that I don't have to like be patient and have it come out of like the little slits, you know? So yeah, so it would be like this very crackery thin slice with all these vegetables on top, and then you could spring like drizzle some of the oil and then I would dump cheese on top of that and one slice of that was to me like the one of the most perfect meals like does that place does that place still exist it does still exist it's changed hands what's it what was it called or what is it called the amores the amores yeah Yeah. third street there yeah on third street and it was they have it's funny we've had them for events like food truck situation and that pizza is it's hard to beat okay I think this is a good backup away from this one pizza place where we both shared our love of pizza together and talk about what makes as someone who's obsessed with pizza like what are you looking for is there a hierarchy is there like the number one crust that you can't live without like what where are you going I can't pick a crust that I like because I love a crackery thin crust. I like a chewy, like a super chewy crust that's still in the thin range, right? I lived in Chicago. I'm from the Midwest. I love a deep dish. Love, love, love a deep dish. And then I also really love what I learned much later in life is like the grandma slice, which is kind of like what you call like the Detroit style. I or love Detroit style. Sicilian. I love Detroit style. Those like, yeah, the Sicilian grandma. Those the square. Yeah, it's cooked in square pans instead of round pans. So there's like those square crispy edge. Because to me, like a crispy edge. edge, Yeah. And there's almost like no crust because it's just fills to the edge of the pizza. Yeah. I'm with you on this whole, you know, some people are like Neapolitan is the only correct pizza, or New York thin crust is the only there's no way. Like you cannot I think that's that's like an unfair. I think you're setting yourself up to fail if you're like there's only one kind of pizza because you know the corner joint that mostly every neighborhood has can hold the same weight, I think, as like these houses of pizza that people look to as like the beacon of like, how do you make pizza? Like in in Chicago, there are like the Uno and Due and Lou Malnati's and Gino's, like all those places. But then there's also like the local places that make really great pizzas. My one thing against deep dish pizza, and I've been to Chicago and I've been to those places. And one of my best friends is also from Chicago and has like flies in deep dish pizza for events. Yeah. (laughs) My thing about deep dish pizza is it's so loaded and heavy that I can't eat as much of it. And for me, part of the joy of pizza is – You want to have a few slices. Yeah, I want a couple slices. I mean, I respect that. I just think you're going in for it's a, it's a complete. It's like apples and oranges. Like it's a different experience, and I think you sort of have to know what you're getting into. Like, listen, I'll tell you, I love like an English muffin pizza that I make at home. You know, me that too. Mac I, that Mac and I make at home, or like you know, we keep Trader Joe's pizza in the freezer for like a weeknight when we just need something and we don't have anything. Well, I let's explore the the lowbrow home pizza. I'm going to call it lowbrow. I don't know if that's a very nice thing to say. It's so, good, right? It's, it's so good. 
Yeah. My, so I grew up with English muffin pizza too, but – Wait, what did you put on it though? Just like tomato sauce and whatever oh. cheese was in the house. Did you get like a jarred tomato sauce or yeah. did you – Okay. Like okay. we had jarred tomato sauce growing up. I always find – I actually don't like a jarred pizza sauce. Like it feels like it always has too many herbs in it. I don't like to canned or jarred tomato sauce. I yeah. like – I'm sorry, pizza sauce. Pizza I like sauce. I like like a Just marinara. Like a plain, plain marinara, yes. I mean what I'll do now when I make pizzas at home is actually take a good San Marzano tomato and just crush it and just okay. add a little salt and that's a sauce. A little olive oil? Do you put a little olive oil? Yeah, a little. Well, I put it, I yeah. drizzle it all over. Yeah. And so that if you're just starting with a very simple tomato that tastes good, you actually don't need all those oregano and garlic because yeah. you're adding, especially if you're adding really good ingredients, either like yummy cheese or like a few good vegetables. Like we can get into right. our home pizzas. because we have so to, many things. But going back to like the, the toaster pizzas, right? Toaster like pizzas. the English muffin, the bagel pizzas. The one that I really love is matzo pizza. Have you ever had matzo no. pizza? No. Okay. During Passover, you don't eat, you know, bread. Right. Um, and depending on what kind, if you're Ashkenazi or Sephardic, there's all these rules. But I grew up in a home where you don't eat like any grains whatsoever. And so the matzo is the only kind of grain-based thing you can eat during Passover. And it's those like very dry crackers that those are made crackers, just from yeah. flour and water. And they're like square they're shaped. So dry. They're so dry. Yeah. And crispy. They're and crispy. crispy. And they're very, they're not very friendly on your tummy. They're just like not the world's greatest food. But there's something about when it becomes pizza that like, so it's just the same as all it's these things. Right. Yeah, I get a I get a simple tomato sauce, jarred or homemade, whatever, a thin layer, and then this is where I really like cheddar cheese mixed with like a mozzarella. Oh, I love that. But you have to be careful about putting too much cheese on because it like weighs it down, right? No, it's almost like nachos. Matzo pizza oh. is like is almost like Italian flavored yeah, nachos. Back off a little bit. I would want it to still. I would still want it to be like crispy and like you be able to hold it in your hand. You should be able to hold, it shouldn't be so weighed down but that's okay. also maybe why I like cheddar because it has lower moisture right and right. so it like like a sharp mi- cheddar and then it kind of gets brown so okay. I actually could eat matzo pizza any time of year but it's actually the, the food I look forward to the most during Passover. That's nice. I like that. I like a, an English muffin pizza. And it's funny. I remember one of my college roommates, she used to make, I want to say it was an English muffin pizza. She used to make homemade pizzas, but she'd always put a sprinkle of oregano on top. It was like, <laughs> it was this thing where I was like, wait, why are you doing that? Or maybe it was a bagel. I don't remember. But I was like, why are you doing that? And then she goes, because it's good. And then I was like, you're right. It's so good. Just like a little sprinkle of oregano was just this thing that made it taste like that much well, better. It's just so fun that like anything can become a pizza. <laughs> like yes, you have enough true. things laying around your house that you can make, I would almost call it like a pantry pizza. Like, yeah. And it doesn't have to be homemade dough or even store-bought dough or even the fanciest pizza spot in town. I can't even count the number of times that I've just picked up like a dough ball from Trader Joe's or if you're lucky enough to have like a place in the neighborhood that will sell you a there's a lot of places that will do that. If you just ask, they'll sell you a ball of dough and you can go take their pizza dough home and make it yourself. If I'm stuck in a rut of like, I don't know what to make, but I want to have a kind of fun meal, that is my go-to. I'm like, I can always run to the store or the restaurant or yeah. like here in Portland, pro tip, um, Scotty's Pizza Parlor, which like is so delicious. They sell dough, but you can also dough. get their dough at um, – we'll link it. Well, you can get at their dough at a local like market. Oh, yeah. Wow. I've done Trader Joe's too. Like I actually want to ask you, okay, when you get the ball of dough from wherever, what are you putting on it? How are you making it? Because I actually think this differs and makes a difference in the outcome of your pizza. I think it de- 
depends. I mean, I've made it so many different times in so many different ways. I mean, I've been making pizzas since I could probably make pizza, like in high school or something. But now that I have a kid, you know, that's like such a great thing to get kids involved with. And so I've made so many pizzas with Mac or like if his cousins are here. When my nieces came to visit me before Mac was born, we made pizzas together. We do sauce. We do – I like a cheese mix. Like I like a little – Like an Italian cheese mix? Like a four cheese mix? It's funny. I love that Trader Joe's four cheese. They call it like quattro formaggi. I think that is one of the best mixes. It has such great flavor and it has melty cheeses and has sharp cheeses and all the things. So like – but yeah, I – I like a a flavorful cheese and just a little sauce, but I'm always like looking to add vegetables to it. I don't know why I love, I love veggie pizzas. Me too. So Um, there's a couple things like over the years of making home pizzas that have really like stuck with me. One was a friend taught me this. She was like, why don't we put garlic on the pizza? And I was like, what? And she just took like garlic and really thinly sliced it. And we put it and we just like nestled into the pizza. And if it's thinly sliced enough, not on the mandolin, just like with your knife. it'll, It'll cook. It cooks. It's so good. It's like so good that now I, if I'm making home pizza, one of them has to have thin slices of garlic oh, and wow, cheese of stuff, so of course. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I really love making pizzas in the summertime for some reason, just because they ha- they can be so fast. Like, you know, if you have a yeah. you crank up your oven to the highest heat and you're yeah. cooking it for 10 to 15 minutes. In the summer, like sometimes I make grilled pizza. Yeah. Which you kind of really have to be super minimal because it doesn't – you're not getting the heat on the top. You're getting the heat on the dough. But yeah, I think the other thing I like is greens on my pizza. Like I usually cook yeah. greens, especially if, I, if I've made cooked greens, you know, and they're not too – they don't have too much moisture in them, throwing that onto a pizza dough and adding some cheese, that's like a great dinner in my well, It's opinion. almost like a spinach dip or something on a pizza, like because yeah, you're like, like adding all like that green. spinach and artichoke dip. Yeah. Yes. But I also do like the greens with pizza sauce too. Like I'm not opposed to Oh, I to do that. too. Wait, speaking of like greens on pizza, have you ever had salad on top of a pizza? Because like I don't I, I don't hate that either. I love a salad on a pizza. Right? We, can we return to salad on pizza because that's this whole other category? Yes. But I was going to say the other thing that I love on home pizza says, you love greens. We talked about that. I do, especially in the summer, I'll take whatever vegetables are around and I slice them thin on a mandolin. And then I just do sometimes like a a white pizza or maybe I'll do red sauce, but I'll do like shaved zucchini and shaved eggplant and shaved pepper. And then I might do like a goat cheese or a feta in like a sharp cheese that goes with vegetables or no cheese at all. Maybe I would do a pesto or a caramelized onion. I love all those things. I think like a – so you just touched on one of my favorite pizzas which is a place here in LA and they have this goat cheese pizza that is has a little bit of bacon on it and then all these like shreddy scallions and leeks. Which place is that? It's Pizzeria Moza. Uh-huh. As you know, I like to spend my birthday at their pizza bar and that is my favorite pizza there, but I love watching people make pizza. So going in there for like an early dinner, sitting at the bar and watching, it's this tiny space and it's it's really like watching almost like a ballet or like a synchronized swimming. Like everybody has their parts and one person, you know, stretches out the dough and then he passes it on to the next person 
he like puts all the toppings on and then he passes it to the next person who's working the oven. And it is this really beautiful dance. And then and then you watch the pizzas come out and I'm like, where's that one going? Where's that one going? It's like, I want to, I'm like, is that, is that mine? It's dinner and a show. What I love about our love (laughs) of pizza is that both of us cannot have a birthday without pizza. Like I literally, like that's the one constant of every birthday I ever have is that there is pizza. And for me, the pizza that I get, I, because we've been living in Portland, a lot of the time here has been during the pandemic. So my birthdays have fallen on times where you couldn't go out to eat necessarily. So the, the past few years, my birthday tradition has been getting, again, from Scotty's Pizza Parlor, they have this pizza called the Defino. So most of their pizzas are like New York style round and they're incredible within just, it's the platonic ideal of a pizza, you know, like not too thin, not too thick, amazing flavor in the crust, perfect sauce. Okay. But this pizza, which they have a limited number of every day is his grandmother's recipe or something. And it's a square pie, like Sicilian and Detroit yeah, style, Sicilian like, style, where like the ingredients go up to the very edges and it's kind of thicker crust and fresh mozzarella, a basic tomato sauce and loads of basil. Oh my gosh. But it's the squareness that makes it special. And I don't know why it's so good. It's a thicker piece, right? But it's not just that it's thicker and it's not just because it's so basic in a way. I mean, that's the thing is you can be as fancy with pizza or as simple with pizza. Dough, sauce, cheese. But really good dough, really good sauce, really good cheese, really good basil. And it's like drizzled with olive oil. I don't know what it is. It's magic. That's my birthday pizza. Oh, I love that so much. In pandemic, one of the things that we were doing was we ordered, I think there's this company that you can order like it's called like Tastes of Chicago and you can order the things that you can get in Chicago. And so we ordered a bunch of Lou Malnati's pizzas to stick so in the smart. freezer. And then I was trading them for other things. Like I have friends who <laughs> would go get bagels. And so we would trade them like a couple of pizzas for like a couple dozen bagels or whatever. Keep some frozen pizzas for bartering. Yes, for bargaining. But those are really great because you, you pull them directly out of the oven and or out of the freezer and put them into the oven. And in like 45, 50 minutes, you've got this really delicious pizza and you can have it with a salad. And it's fantastic. Actually, last year you sent me a whole New York pizza yes, <laughs> that was like a frozen New York pizza. It was the same idea. You just put – and they wrapped it by slice yes. so you could – Yeah, you slice out as you wish. And you know who doesn't want to like pull a slice out of the freezer? So I want to go back to salad because when I have pizza at home, like whether we make it or it's takeout, the salad is an important part of the meal. And it's because like I end up like putting little piles of salad yeah. onto my pizza. I want like either a pile of arugula with lemon and olive oil. And my friend also like cannot have a pizza without arugula on top. Like if she's getting pizza, she's buying arugula at the market ahead of time. That bitter green spiciness is like a nice counterpoint to the richness of the pizza. Because even if your pizza is thin, you still got all that cheese and you want like you want a It's like a pop. Yeah. Yeah. I also like a a really good mix of greens and a very tangy, maybe like apple cider vinegar or even a good balsamic, a really nice fruity balsamic. That to me is classic. And I don't eat a lot of balsamic salads necessarily. So yes, same. But I will say I also really love a ranch. Oh my, we haven't even talked about ranch. ranch. So I'll just say when I was growing up, a lot of times our family would order pizza on Friday nights and we ordered it from like the local joint in our, my small town. It was called Mario's Pizza. One of the things that they used to do was, or they had on their menu was they had nachos. And my dad would always order us a pizza and not a side of good. What a dream combo. Nachos. (laughs) No, it was real. It was a great way to spend a Friday night. We would watch (laughs) a movie, but the nachos had cheese sauce. They weren't nachos with melted cheese. It was just a cheese 
sauce, but what they would also do is they would drizzle it with ranch. And I think that's where I learned how to dip my crust in ranch. I'm glad you can locate a memory of that because I definitely didn't grow up with it. And I, I definitely didn't ask you that. Did yeah, you I that? definitely didn't grow up with pizza and ranch. It was like, and we never had ranch in our house. Like it wasn't a salad dressing that we had, but I loved ranch. The, the times when we would go out or get a salad as a kid, you want ranch. Yeah. So I was familiar with it. And I don't know what, what point in my life I figured out that pizza dipped in ranch is a thing, but somehow I figured it out and I started doing it. And I remember feeling so naughty, like in the <laughs> beginning, like almost like you couldn't tell anyone that you secretly loved to dip but your you pizza in ranch. Dip. Yes. No, it's true. It's so true. I think another way that I learned about that was, have you ever heard of Monocle's Pizza? No. Which is like a chain. It's, I think it's maybe a Midwestern chain. Their pizza is crackery thin as well. They cut it into squares. You know, it was kind of a Pizza Hut kind of place. Like you would go there and you could eat, but you could also take out from there. And it was kind of a special occasion place for my family because it wasn't in our town. So we would have to drive to another town and have it. And you get a deal. So it was like you'd order the pizza and you'd get a big bowl of salad, but they would bring you all the dressings. Like oh, they would so bring the fun. bottles of all the oh, dressings. What a dream. So, so I think that's where I kind of learned also like you can mix because one of the dressings that they also offered was like Thousand Island. So you could like yeah. Thousand Island your pizza crust, but you could also ranch your pizza crust. And then also if you wanted like a little hit of like the acidity, you could use the Italian as well. And I love a dip for my pizza. I yeah. really do. And now I'm I'm not ashamed to be a proud ordering a side of ranch with my pizza wherever I go. You're making me think about what pizza did I grow up with? Yeah. Because definitely – in that era of growing up, it wasn't like there was gourmet pizzas. Pizza has really evolved. Literally the only pizza I ever had in our home growing up. And we did, that was like one of the few places, like we didn't go to restaurants a lot. I wasn't allowed to eat like any fast food just growing up. Again, like in an immigrant home, like we just weren't allowed and it wasn't kosher. But pizza was somehow this thing my parents would get occasionally. They would order what it. your pizza? Did it was you Pizza get- Hut. Yeah, oh my God, Pizza Hut. I, I love- think that's the only pizza I ever had yeah. for years. Yes. Well, we had had a Pizza Hut in our town. It was one of the f- few restaurants that we had. And it was a restaurant. Like you would go, yes. you could definitely take out from there. And I think at some point they started delivering. But I remember eating at Pizza Hut so many times. I remember walking into the, to the tiny Pizza Hut and the kitchen was right there. So you could kind of see what they were doing. And, you know, I think it's changed, but I re- very specifically remember that Pizza Hut pizzas, especially the thick crust, like the deep the, it, it wasn't deep dish, but it was like the thick crust. They cooked them in cast iron skillets. Really? Like in, in, yeah, in cast iron pans. And I remember I would watch them. They had this little like tool that they would use to move the pans around because yeah. they were so hot. They yeah. would like grab onto the pan and put it into the oven or take it out of the oven or move it around. I Listen, I still do like Pizza Hut. We do occasionally have Pizza Hut. Do you really? Oh my God. I had Pizza Hut right before Christmas. Did you really? We were talking about this the other day. I don't know. I haven't had Pizza Hut or Domino's in probably 20 years. Or maybe oh. I, ha- I I probably had Domino's on like a, at a job on, you know, when they bring pizza in, but it's just right. been forever. And I was so curious, what does that taste like? Because I can't remember really. I'm sure if I took a bite, I'd be like, oh yeah. Yeah, right. Because there's a distinctive, eat- Pizza Hut and Domino's, I think each have very distinctive sauces. They have yeah. like distinctive sauce. You're, you're pro like pizza. pizza. You don't, don't like, like Domino's. Domino's. 
I don't I like heard Dom- Domino's has gotten better. I, I don't know. I Domino's is kind of like where I draw the line. I'll say like, I don't, I know we're not oh supposed to, we kind of agreed. We were going to like talk about all the the different ways that we like pizza. I think Domino's is like, where I, just oh my goodness. I can't go Domino's, but I will say in the pandemic, we really wanted to see our friends, the Guptas. And we, we went to their house for Christmas Eve. We were in their garage with the garage door open. And we, and my friend Jamie had sent tables, one table for, their family on one side of the garage, one table for our family. And we ordered Domino's pizza and we ate it together in the garage for Christmas Eve. You ate so, Domino's, not Pizza Hut. We had Pizza Hut. Sorry. Did oh, I say okay. Domino's? You said okay. Domino's. Oh, I was God, like, I'm but sorry. you said you draw the oh, line. Pizza Hut. It was Pizza Hut. And so as an homage to that experience that we shared, we spent a couple, it was a couple of days before Christmas Eve this year, but we went to their house and we all had Pizza Hut for dinner. Listen, I still like it. It isn't the same. Doubt it's cooked in cast iron now, but I also no. think it's like, we've also been exposed to so much amazing so many other pizza. Kinds of pizza because yeah. pizza has evolved in our lifetimes yeah. thankfully and there's so much to choose from so here's my question do you have a one most memorable slice that you've ever had out in the world I mean I definitely have a couple of memorable slices I guess I'm not gonna pick one but I remember when I was little my dad used to play softball and we would travel to like little towns around us it was in the summer so we would usually like go to a bar after Afterwards, and like everybody would have, a, obviously not me and my sister would have a beer. And I remember going to this tiny little town. It was like 300 people, so small. But I liked going there because we would go to the bar afterwards, and my dad would let us order a pizza. And it was a tombstone. It was a tombstone <laughs> pizza. But they would cook it in one of those little tiny crispy those ovens, and so it would come out like so crispy and perfect. And we would get to like play the arcade games and like eat pizza. So like that's like a pizza memory, of course. Right, because the memory is even more important than the pizza. I actually don't know if I've ever had a tombstone pizza. You know, it's funny because when you have like an incredible slice of pizza, like I'm thinking now, like what were my, I can remember sitting there and being like, oh my God, this is so good. Like you're, you're just taken away. You're transported somewhere, who knows where, into just pure like enjoyment, which I think that's why I love pizza so much because I don't, there's lots of good food I've eaten, but there's something where like pizza just like is so good on so many levels. Like it hits all the boxes. I had that experience with a slice actually at like Jelena to go or Justa. Yeah. That was just one of their seasonal slices. And Jonathan was on it. Do you remember? I don't. It's just, it's the whole experience. I I know there was like an incredible, like reduced tomato. It wasn't just tomato sauce. It was like caramelized tomato sauce. Right. And then it maybe had like a manchego or like a interesting cheese. And I just remember Jonathan and I sitting there, we were sitting outside on these little like metal stools. They were like, didn't actually have seating. It was like a makeshift, like there were crates and stools. We were sitting outside eating the slice and we were both couldn't understand how something in the world could taste so good. By the way, I love how you, I love how you matched my tombstone with like Juicebe, which is like one of the, it's like the fans, one of the fanciest pizzas in Los Angeles. It makes me laugh so hard, but you know, it's funny what you're describing is this, when you sort of are met where your needs are, like I remember James and I took a trip to Rome to like celebrate like our 10 year wedding anniversary or something like that. And we were so jet lagged and I remember I had, we couldn't sleep. And so I was like, let's go to the farmer's market. But then we, we had walked around for a couple of hours and we were starving and we found this pizza place. And I think we were like the first people there. Like we walked in and we were like, what do you have? And it was that Roman style pizza, which I really love. It's like that long, you know, it's sort of long and skinny 
and that oh, yeah. you you sort of point to like how big of a slice you want them to cut you. You know what I'm talking about? And it's, yeah, it's a little puffy. Too. Yeah, not it's like too thin. It's not too thin, but it's not too not thin. Too thick. And and it was 10 o'clock in the morning or something. It was right out of the oven. Yeah. Usually what they do is they like cook it ahead of time and then it sits in almost like a bakery display, right? Yes, For right. like being so tired and so hungry and then just standing there and almost like weeping over how good this pizza was, you know, and I just you were tired. I was tired and hungry and and a warm slice of pizza, whether it's like a tombstone or the local spot. I'm, yeah, I feel like there's such a range and it's just more about sometimes though there's an explosion of flavor, sometimes it's more about like the comfort of it all. And, you know, I could sit here and talk to you for hours about every single one of the most amazing pizza places I've ever been to, especially like living in Portland, which has become like this epicenter of great pizza. I don't know if you know about that. It was like they they voted it the best pizza city in America, like which is, you know, sort of controversial to New York. I think modernist cuisine did like some kind of survey, but there is truly some really incredible places here. And I've, I've tried so many of them and just been so blown away. But yeah, it's not even the because good pizza exists everywhere. It exists everywhere. You know, I don't know that everyone's writing about the local joint in Pontiac. That was like a part of my childhood. Like I was just thinking my my teen years, there was a small chain in Seattle that still exists called Pagliacci Pizza. I think when I was a teenager, we started ordering from there as opposed to Pizza Hut. Mm -hmm. And I would also go there on my own with my friends. Like, you know, you'd go get a slice. And it wasn't just that the pizza was really good, which it was, but they had those fountain drinks that had crushed ice. And so I always (laughs) always got a root. all part of the experience. Yes. I always got a root beer at the time. Oh my God. With crushed ice and like a slice of cheese and that memory. crushed ice. That's so outrageous. I love that. In my college town, there was this place called Gumby's Pizza. The thing that we liked the most from there, they were called pokey sticks. And it was basically like a garlic bread with cheese on it. They wouldn't cut it into squares. They cut it into sticks. Oh yeah, like breadstick. It was a pizza shape, but they would cut it into breadstick breadsticks. I know exactly that. And then you could get it with whatever sauces that you wanted. We had a place called Pizza Time that did exactly what you – and it doesn't exist anymore, but it did exactly what you're describing and it would always be ordered with a pizza because it was also cheaper. Yeah, it like so cheap. Yeah. Right. No, and this is where I think my love of eating pizza for breakfast came because like there would inevitably be a couple left over in the morning. Pizza for breakfast for me started in childhood. But do you know that I learned the best way to reheat a pizza? I don't know if this is true, but do you have you been taught this too? The like the hack? No, tell me. Are you're supposed to reheat pizza in like a dry skillet? No. Instead of in the oven. No, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> By the way, I think Nancy Silverton would have a real opinion about this because her, there's literally a sticker on the Moza boxes if, if you order them for delivery that says, do not even think of reheating my pizza in a microwave. Bin. Okay, but that but maybe she doesn't know the skillet hack. I didn't say put it in a microwave. Well, I, know. <laughs> I have it's- done it. What happens is it kind of like evenly remelts the cheese somehow and heats it from the bottom up. I'm skeptical does, about this. Well, you all have to try it and report back. Right now, we need to go get pizza together. I know. I really wish we could just go to like the old DMRAs and have pizza together. Yeah. Happens- Until then though, this is really making me excited to go eat pizza. Like I actually think I have to have pizza tonight. Yes. But before we go, what was something that you ate this week that was really delicious? Okay. Wait, I may need you to go first. Okay. I can go first. Okay. Because my idea actually comes from you, which is I made a vegetarian casserole Wow. Um, and I would call it greens and grains, but it was a real clean out 
of all the vegetables that I had left in my refrigerator before we went to the farmer's market this week. So I sauteed a head of cauliflower. I threw in some shredded collard greens and I mixed that together with grain mix. And I want to say it was like farro, sonora wheat, and I threw that in. I it was grains, it was greens, it was cauliflower. I had some panela cheese, which is- I don't know what panela um, cheese. Panela cheese is kind of like a sharper version of queso fresco. So it's like oh. a Mexican cheese. And it, it's very similar to a feta. Like it's dry. And I sprinkled that over the top and then I topped it with the breadcrumbs. Oh my gosh. And Panko breadcrumbs. Yes, yes. And Mac and I, we ate it two nights in a row. It was so delicious. And he, even he ate it, which I thought- for sure he's not going to eat this. Like it was so healthy. And and I also thought of you because I um, put tapatio on mine. It was amazing. This sounds so good. I would really like to actually eat that right now. Yeah. That sounds like a perfect meal. It was perfect. Ugh, I, I honestly, I need to actually take notes from you and make that this week. I feel like I had like a kind of a weird food week. Like I almost was in a lull, you know? But are you still going to the farmer's market? Did you see anything there? Yeah, I did. I did go to the farmer's market. It's We're really into like, you know, this kind of between season now. I What I did get was like an enormous bouquet of oyster mushrooms. Like it literally looked- Oh my God. What are you- Did you do something? with it? Yeah. I mean, very simple though. And I, Mindful Mushrooms is the stand I like to buy mushrooms from. And the folks who work there, they they were like selling so many mushrooms. They normally have them laid out, but there wasn't any on the table. And I was like, Ooh, can I get a pound of oyster mushrooms? And would it be cool if you picked out some meaty ones? Like I wanted some big guys and they picked out, (laughs) this person was just so generous. They picked out the most beautiful, like literally like a flower. Like here's a bouquet of oyster mushrooms. It was so many, but I love oyster mushrooms because they're so, they are so meaty and they can get so crispy. So there's two ways I like to make them. I do love roasting them in the oven. I don't know if you ever you do roast that. The whole, the whole clump of them? Break them I apart say, into clumps, okay. even size okay. clumps. And then I roast that and they get, they're they're drier that way. Yeah. And then mixed into a pasta. I love to do that. Oh but yum. last night was like one of those meals. It was really good. I made some short grain rice and then I heated up some dumplings that I had in the freezer. Yum. And then I just sauteed these oyster mushrooms with some greens and some garlic in some coconut aminos, honestly, yeah. and a little like rice vinegar. And that was it. And it just it just made that reheating dumplings meal that much more special because it was a little bit of mushroom on the side. Well, and I think what when I hear you describe this, it kind of in some ways it it reminds me of why a basic piece of pizza with cheese is so good. It's the goodness is actually in the simplicity. And, yes. and it's in the simplicity of the ingredients. Like you don't not every night has to be this like crazy gourmet thing. Sometimes it is just a matter of we have these really beautiful mushrooms and we have a couple of dumplings. We're going to have a little rice and like that's all it needs to be. And it's such a beautiful offering. It's and always comforting like pizza. You're right. Yeah. It really is. There's a, Dumplings and pizza to me are both true comfort foods. Yes, exactly. And to have a relationship with the people that you buy your food from, these mushroom growers. And that I think that adds to the, you know, that might not have added if I was a guest at your house. House, that might not have like added to my experience of it because if I hadn't gone to the farmer's market with you, it would have added to the experience of it was being with you and having you make it. So I think yeah. one of the things that I love about the way we talk about food too is how you can never underestimate the touch of someone, the soulfulness of that. It isn't just a slice of pizza. I appreciate that soulfulness. So. Yeah. Well, and that, that was a good way to wrap it all up. It's we've come full <laughs> circle. I love we've, it. We've come full circle. All right. Well, now we're going to go at pizza tonight for dinner, right? No question. All right. I'm going to text you a picture of my pizza. I can't wait to see it. Till next time. (laughs) Till next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being our food friend. 
If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this episode with friends. We love hearing from you, so follow us on Instagram or drop us a line at foodfriendspodcast.com. Yes, we'd love to hear from you and your food friends. Happy cooking and eating. Thank you.